Good morning, good morning, good morning, you guys. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Today is Happy Thursday. Uh, you're listening to the You Are Love podcast, and I am your host, Salita. Thank you guys for listening in to our, our, our show. Thank you guys for, for taking time out um, of your busy schedule with a little bit of coffee and maybe a cinnamon bun or something like that, or your brand muffin. Sitting down, relaxing, and listening to us while I try to give you guys some great information. Again, I'm your host, Salita. If I didn't say it before, I'm saying it now. I am your host, Salita, and I am definitely looking forward to talking with you guys today. Yes, I am looking forward to talking to you guys today. Yesterday was a great day. We found some good information out. I shared some good information. It got me so excited that I I, um, actually um, shared that article over on another page of mine. Um, uh, You know, we got to take advantage of this. I mean, we can't whine and cry about anything if we're not taking advantage of, uh, let's see, um, different things that are going on. Uh, Let's see. So, let's go ahead and get started um, with our today. Uh, Let's see. Let's get this music down some more. There we go. Um, So, let's go ahead and get started. Again, good morning, you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can go to our website, youcanclipmywings.com. And you can become a member of the website. You can subscribe, subscribe. And you also can go over on our Facebook page, you can click my wings, uh, Facebook page and like and, like and share, like and share, like and share. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys. And we gotta, I haven't uploaded any new episodes um, from um, You Are Loved over there, which I'm going to have to do. Um, but give me some time. I will definitely get that done. Okay, so let's talk about, I got some good information. And you guys, I told you I love sharing information with you. And um, this is, uh, wow, this is some good stuff right here. I found this out of the Inc. article, Inc.com, I-N-C.com. And it says, the nine critical stages of building a business. Startup founders focus on their product, but often forget that building a business around it requires many stages. All right, so, and I probably won't stay with you guys long today, um, but I'm going to try to get my whole time in. Um, I don't want to lose your, your attention. But, um, so, let's go ahead. Um, so, it says, many of entrepreneurs have met in my role as a business advisor, I guess, uh, a real product uh, creators versus business creators convinced that a great product will generate a great business. Unfortunately, these two are rarely closely coupled and navigating all the stages of building a business is typically the more challenging task, but I'm not one to rain on the parade. Okay. This is thus one of my first objectives as an advisor, because he's talking about what he does. Um, is to assess an entrepreneur's current ability to navigate the stages of a new business and then give them guidance and direct assistance 
on what to anticipate and how to prepare for it. Okay. Um, let's see here. It says, uh, uh, let's see, let's see. It says, um, It says, in the spirit of helping you avoid some of our own learning experiences with startups, I will paraphrase here the nine key stages that he and I both see most businesses going through um, in their evolution from a startup to a successful, stable entity. So these are nine ways, nine stages of building a business and the things that we can do to make sure that we're building a business that's sustainable. Number one, it says you can't sustain a business without positive cash flow. Okay, so let me say that again. You can't sustain a business without a pos positive cash flow. <coughs> Excuse me. Even though profit may not be your driving motivation, you can't sustain any business without generating cash. And most businesses, this means selling something and proving that your product or service has value. Don't delegate this cash management stage to anyone else in the business. It's your business. You need to be generating the cash for it. Number two, make sure someone is managing people and operations. Entrepreneurs are typically focused on the big picture, creating a vision a purpose and a long-term strategy. Building a business requires stage of focus on execution and managing people accountability. Excuse me, accountability. Very few entrepreneurs can play both roles, so find a partner or hire an in integrator to help. Number three, build a business culture to match your core values. For the business to prosper, every employee and your customers must know and relate to your core values such as product excellence, care for the environment, and the personal integrity. These are the timeless principles that must guide all hiring, marketing, and execution decisions. Now, and, and that is so true. Um, I look at um, some of my products and I may, I'm saying, and then I look at some of the other products um, that I actually purchase from other businesses. And if they have a good product, I am going to say they have a good product. Um, with me, I try to make sure that the things that I pinpoint, and one of the things that they mentioned is that most of my products, all of my products basically are good um, with, um, they're good with uh, the ideal that uh, we, um, use environmentally safe uh, packaging and ingredients in our bath and body soap, our bath and body products, essentials, okay? Um, so that's, that's something that you have to live on, your integrity that you do, that you do actually have a good product. Um, convincing your customer, because you ask customers, do they want to, you know, are you interested in buying any more of my products? Let me know. So if you have a product that's a good product and people are constantly buying from you, then you know that product, you know, it's from the idea that you have product excellence. Um, whatever your product is, you have, and it relates to your core value of what you say you your your service does. 
or your product does. If your product does do this certain thing, then that's what you have to continue to do throughout selling um, your service or your product. I think I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. I hope I didn't confuse anybody. <laughs> Number four, implement the key business metrics you will live by. This is a large stage. This is the stage where you move from managing by your gut to managing by numbers. Identify the three most important metrics your business must hit every week to achieve growth goals. These will almost always be related to sales and marketing since they must tie back to the cash flow. And that's so very important because I was just talking to a friend of mine who we've done a couple of ventures together with. Um, she was telling me exactly the same thing. She was telling me this yesterday. It's so wow about the type of business and services that I provide. You know, you need that person that can look at you, your stuff from the outside. You need a friend that can look at your stuff from the outside and say, okay, you know, this, 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 um, one of our websites, um, that we manage, she actually was able to go in there and do a clean sweep of it and tell me what I, I needed to do different in it to, to get it to fit the, the, the mindset that I needed to, to, um, to get the people to attract people to the website, in other words. So she did a, a good revamp of my website, which is great. That's one of my websites. I have another website that I manage and I'm so glad that she was able to do it. She's going to look over that one too to see where I could probably maneuver some things around. Um, and you need that. Okay. Um, and I'm talking about my website because the website is very, um, um, that, that's, uh, that's one of our big marketing tools is one of your big marketing tools is your websites. Um, do you have products and services on there? Um, what do you offer? Is anything in there actually cost customer oriented? Is your website friendly user? Um, are you making it easy and easier access for your businesses? I mean, for your customers to get to your websites. Um, that's one way. If you have a brick and mortar, what is it when I walk in your store um, that I see, you know, it, the product, say I looked you up and you have a product that I want and I come in your store and I look and I'm trying to find that product because that product is not visible right where I can see it. Um, what could you do to change it where you put that, that particular product, um, forefront or, or, or if you have a bestseller, where are you putting your best-selling products? Are you putting them in the window? Are they something I'll see when I walk in the door? Or are they way in the back and you have to go get them for me? Or I have to look for them. You know, those things all have more, uh, product placement. All of that has everything to do with it. And when you're looking at uh, finances, exact, I mean, I'm talking finances because we're talking achieve growth goals. What are your goals? Do you hit them every week? Do you have a set of goals you make every week? I don't do it. And, and that's bad for me because then that means that I'm not motivated enough. I'm saying it, um, <laughs> to make, them, to make the move, to make those things happen. I find myself and a lot of times you guys keep this in mind. Lots of times we get caught up in so many other things. It's not that our businesses are not important. It's just, we get so caught up in so many other things. Okay. It says, number five, stay connected and engage with your employees. If you have employees, a common entrepreneur mistake is hiding in your office and assuming that everyone knows what's going on. 
what's going on. People need to see and hear from you in a formal sense, at least weekly, and should practice management by walking around. Give constant feedback and say thank you often. Number six, build pivot plans early to recover from oversights. Every startup I know has had to pivot one or more times, no matter how certain they were of official plan perfection. Thus, you must constantly prepare for this stage by listening to customers, measuring customer value, and watching outside forces. Build change agility into your process. Every founder has a story about the pivot that made their businesses such as Starbucks, which switching to selling coffee from espresso makers, and flickers from an online game to a photo sharing. There are also many more stories of companies that pivoted too late. Number seven, don't try to do it all. Capitalize on your strengths. Start in your personal sweet spot. Your challenge is to hire help just before you reach capacity so you don't stop growth. Each time, feel where you have the least interest in strength, okay? So that over time, you enter into stage of doing only the things you love while using your talents to do the fullest. Now, um, when you have a creative mind and you can uh, do many things, you got to focus on one or two things that you're going to do. I'm telling you from experience, okay? You can't be all over the place and then you expect everything to work out. If you're not, like it says, play to your strength. What is your strength? If your strength is talking to customers to get them in the door, um, then that's what you do. You talk to customers, you get them in the door. Don't assume that you can get them in the door. You can do this over here. You can do that right there. You can do, stick to that one thing. Stick to the thing that, okay, I can do this. Okay. I can, this is what I'm good at. Okay. Um, and all the other things hire people for. Okay. If you're good with customers, then you need to hire somebody else to do your marketing. Um, do your, your PR work. Um, all that other things, do your computer work. Um, do your advertising. All those things that you're not good at, get someone else to do it for you. Um, I'm telling you, it helps out. And also the things that, okay, so if you're good in creating um, a platform to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to change up this product. I'm going to do this. With and if you're good with that, then do that. Don't start doing everything and not get anything done because that's what we do we find ourselves doing 500 different things but we're really not doing anything you know what i'm saying and it's crazy but we do it we do it all the time <laughs> excuse me number eight don't let your business grow beyond our, your comfort zone okay too many entrepreneurs get so caught up in the challenges of growing their business that they can't stop and the business gets away from them um this stage may eat all your profits and your schedule makes you're miserable, and this can make you miserable. Um, the answer is to learn to say no when you've had enough action. And that's where I have issues, is that I have an issue with saying no. Increase your focus on coaching, training, and mentoring. Every one of your entrepreneur, entrepreneurs should recognize the stage in your business where your greatest satisfaction comes from, not from growth, but from opportunity to share what you have learned with those who follow and may carry your legacy forward. And that is a great, big, uh, big, huge, huge um, uh, 
plus to your build your business building a business should be um should be and can be as exciting as a journey as inventing and building your product i think you will find that both are hard with each stage being challenging rewarding scary exhilarating and among the most satisfying things you will done in your life you have ever done in your life so that is so amazing okay now those are the nine stages which which were very good stages um and i don't think i did a good job with explaining you guys so excuse me if i'm kind of a little off today um blah so let's talk a bit about blocking time i think you guys that 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 um um I think that's interesting to talk about. Um, so what it's saying is time blocking is a type of scheduling that help you manage your time better. Instead of working by the clock, you can focus on finishing big and small tasks one at a time. Um, this will help you limit distractions, get things done faster, and leave you less overwhelmed by lengthy to-do lists. So let's talk about how do you do that? How to block time. And then we'll talk about is time blocking effective okay let's see here they actually have a complete guide i like that and this is from doist.com d-o-i-s-t.com um and it's called reclaim your schedule with blocking with time blocking take back your day from meetings email busy work and protect time for what's important to you okay so let's get that done Okay, so and I, I told you guys I wanted to talk about time blocking because it's important. When I when I when I discuss these things with you guys, or read these things or whatever you want to call it, when I narrate these things to you guys, believe it or not, I'm learning at the same time. Okay, I can read this the night before, and then bring it to you, but yet and still I'm still learning from it. Um, when I actually talk to you guys or discuss it with you. So it says a four hour, 40 hour time blocked work week estimate produces um, same amount of output as 60 plus work week pursued without structure. Okay, so, um, so if there's one thing that can be said about the modern workplace is this, if you don't control your schedule, it will control you. How do you balance the necessary evils of meetings, email, team chat in the busy work with focused time for things that you truly care about since becoming a digital hermit isn't it isn't an option um, for most of us we need concrete strategies to help focus in a world designed to distract us that's where time blocking comes in so wow let's talk about time blocking um there's also a thing called time task batching and day theming never even heard of this is a simple yet effective way to take back control of your workday this product um, productivity method is especially useful for people who juggle many different project responsibilities um, spend too much time in reactive mode um, responding to emails and messages um, find their day chopped up by meetings battle constant interruptions throughout the day Struggle to find time and mental space for big picture thinking. This guy, this is going to help you, um, give you an overview of what time blocking, task batching, 
and day theming are. How a combination of these strategies can help you reclaim your schedule. And the best way to use your calendar and task manager to start time blocking yourself. If you're already um, already familiar with the method, you can jump start. You can go straight ahead to the setup guide. But if you're not, which we're still in a learning phase, I know about it. I've heard about it, and I've actually done it. But I love to go back and elaborate more on it. Time blocking is a powerful tool for boosting team productivity too. How we applied the principles of time blocking and task basking at a team level to balance long-term projects with short-term demands. Now, because <clears throat> we're talking about business, um, you might have employees, so you do have a team. Um, but if, for us who kind of do a lot of things with one or two people. Um... All right, I apologize for that. I had a little interruption there. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, so, time blocking is a time management method that asks you to divide your day into blocks of time. Each block is dedicated to an accomplishing a specific task or group of tasks and only those specific tasks instead of keeping an open-ending to-do list of things. You'll get to as you're able, you'll get to as you're able, you'll start each day with a concrete schedule that lays out what you'll be working on and when. Wow. So I'm looking, you guys can't see this, but this is a, um, this is a colored coded time blocker that I'm looking at right now. Okay. Um, very, very interesting. Um, so we're not going to, since you guys can't see it, we're not going to talk about that. Well, we won't go there. Okay, it says the key to this method is prioritizing your task and list in advance. A dedicated weekly review is a must. Take stock of what's coming up for the week ahead and make a rough sketch of your time blocks for each day. <clears throat> At the end of every workday, Review any tasks you didn't finish, as well as any new tasks that have come in, and adjust your time blocks for the rest of the week accordingly. Now, with days that are time blocked in advance, you won't have to constantly make choices about what to, to, what, about what to focus on. All you need to do is follow your time blocked schedule. If you get off task, or distracted, simply look at your schedule and get back to whichever task you blocked off time for. So it says, we've written a separate comprehensive guide to weekly reviews, okay, with a to-do is template. So they have that, and you guys can't see it, but if you go to this website, doyce.com, talking about time blocking, okay? <clears throat> That will walk you through how to create a routine that works for you. Let me check that out real quick. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So what it does is it tells you how to set it up. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me make sure. Um, okay. We could talk about that too. Let's we can get deep into that too. Oh wow. 
Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Okay, we can go through that too. We can definitely go back to that. Do that. Okay. So, um, time blocking variations. Um, you have time blocking variations. Okay. Time blocking has two close cousins. Tax bash batching and day theming. I think those are awesome. I can't wait to see what they do. Task batching is when you group similar, usually smaller tasks together and schedule specific time boxes to complete all at once. By tackling similar tasks in a group, you'll limit the amount of context switching throughout the rest of your day, saving precious time and mental energy. For example, scheduling a two 20-minute blocks to process email during the day is more efficient than constantly checking your inbox throughout the day, which I do. I do it, I do it that way, the, the, the opposite way. So now I know I can schedule two many block two minute, 20 minute blocks, so that's 40 minutes in a day to look at emails. Wow, okay. Time blocking pairs well with batching because it saves you from scheduling every individual task on your calendar. Just block off time boxes each day or week when you want to complete a certain batch of activities. Emails, invoices, workouts, meetings, writing, coding, deep work, errands, meal prep. So, there's, this is an example of task batching. You have one for your emails, social media, professional development, your networking, writing, if you did coding, if you did designing, if you did research, then your paperwork, and then your planning. Now, let's talk about day theming. This is a more extreme version of task batching for people who have a lot of areas of responsibility competing for their attention. For example, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur often has to pay attention to marketing, sales, product development, customer support, and HR all at the same time. Now, instead of set aside, instead of setting aside time blocks for each area or responsibility each day, day theming dedicates a full day each week to each responsibility. I love this. Okay, um, it says the productivist list, this is the name of guy, Mark Bardi, founder of Productivist, um, uses day theming to set his overarching focus for each day. Here is how he themes his week. So, he has on Sunday planning day. So, he sits down and plans everything that he needs to do. On Monday is administrative day. Tuesday is writing day. Wednesday is audio video day. So, that's the day that he does all his videos and stuff. Thursday is training day. Friday is deep work day. And then Saturday, he spends doing family day. 
So he only spends one day out of the week with his family. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dedicating each day to a single theme creates a reliable pattern of work and further limits a cognitive load of context switching. He explains that theming offers mental clarity that allows him to focus on his family. Knowing what they means to me allows me to get things I need and want to accomplish without seeing undetermined ought to do items on a to-do list. As a result, I have less decision fatigue and even have more energy when I spend time with my kids. So, so that's good. Now, why time blocking is so effective. This technique seems simple on the surface, but it has profound impacts on your capacity to get things done. Number one, it promotes focus deep work, okay? Um, 20 minutes every evening to scheduling out the next work day. Sometimes people ask why I bother with such a detailed level of planning my answer is simple. It generates a massive amount of productivity. A 40-hour week blocked work week, I estimate, produced the same amount of output as a 60-plus hour work week pursued without structure. Okay? When you schedule a chunk of time to work on a single project, problem, or task, you bring all of your mental resources to bear on that one thing, rather than spreading your attention thin across several tasks. The more you single tasks, the more you build the mental muscles required for deep work and easier it becomes to stay focused, okay? Um, <clears throat> now, I think this is such an awesome thing. Um, I, I think I, I definitely, definitely want to do this. Um, I, I, I think this is a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> wow. So um, he also has a complete guide to deep work. So this also kind of takes the time blocking to another avenue. So number two says it helps knock out shallow work more efficiently. Shallow work is the busy work that's urgent but not important to achieving your long-term goals. Think paperwork or responding to most emails. When, you're time, when you time block shallow work, you're setting clear limits on how much time you'll dedicate to it. Plus, grouping similar tasks together reduces the cost of context switching. By batching all your, sh your shallow tasks together in a de dedicated time box, you'll be able to power through them more efficiently and protect the rest of your workday for higher impact work. So I'm going to say this about all of this. This takes practice. This takes a lot of practice to do this. This is not something that you're going to be able to do right off the bat and it works. It's going to take a lot of practice because you guys, you would not believe. I have this big Postic um, tablet. It's actually Postics, but it's the huge one. And I've actually taken the month 
um, and I broke them down and I put them in four blocks on each block. Each day, I broke each day down in four blocks, okay? Now, all I have in those blocks is actually the things that I'm going to do for that day. Like, um, I have a day, like, um, writing a blog. Like, I'm already off my, my schedule because I've already missed on the day that I was supposed to write two blogs, one for my business page and one for my um, speaker's page. I've already missed that. I think I was supposed to do that yesterday, and I didn't do it yesterday. So I'm. it takes a lot to be disciplined. See, that's another thing is being disciplined and doing this. It's kind of hard to be disciplined and be consistent is another thing. Discipline and consistency will definitely help you get on the schedule. Um, so now I know that I can go back and turn that into an actual block off day block off things that I need to do. I think that is such a wonderful idea and I'm excited to do that. Um, number three, it makes you aware of how you spend your time. Most people are bad at time management. Oh, aren't we? Um, we are terrible at estimating how much time tasks will take and we have a tendency to overcommit our future selves. Yes, yes, yes. Time blocking forces you to confront your current priorities and commitments and get intention <clears throat> intentional about how you spend your finite time. For each new commitment you let into your life, you're forced to find physical space on your calendar. As a result, the opportunity costs, cost of saying yes becomes more concrete and it becomes much more easier to say no. Number four, it counteracts perfectionism. Fuzzy timelines are a perfectionist's worst enemy. There's always something to be tweaked and improved. It can be difficult to know when an open-ended project is finished, especially if you're aiming for perfection. At some point, you need to be able to say good enough and move on. Time blocking can help by imposing time limits on your projects. If you often prolong tasks by trying to get everything just right, set a strict time box for finishing the task and stick to it. It combats procrastinate. Oh, I'm sorry. Stick to it. I apologize. This is number five. It combats procrastination and helps you follow through your goals. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Okay. Let's see. From following an exercise regimen to scheduling a flu shot, people were more likely to act on their intentions when they wrote down a specific place, date, and time for the activity. Yet most people rely on vague intentions rather than concrete plans. Paradoxically, people frequently underplan when they begin with strong intentions. Yes, 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 yes. They mistakenly believe that their strong intentions are enough to propel them to perform desired behaviors and that the belief keeps them from using strategies that could help translate intentions into actions. And that is so on point. The takeaway, when you schedule your tasks and goals, you're more likely to follow through. 
Time blocking forces you to make concrete plans that ensure you're working towards your goals every day. Uh, it says, as William Faulkner famously quipped, I only write when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, it strikes at nine every morning. I like that. But will time blocking work with my job? Say you got a job, you work. Entrepreneurs, same thing. One of the biggest criticisms of time blocking is that it doesn't account for reactive jobs where it's impossible to anticipate what will come in at any given moment. Is time blocking really a realistic strategy for a customer support specialist whose job is to respond to tickets or an account manager who needs to be available to respond to clients' requests? We argue yes. Asserting even a small amount of control over your schedule can be helpful no matter what your job is, okay? Periods of open-ended reactivity can be blocked off like any other type of obligation. Even if you're blocking most of your day for reactive work, for example, the fact that you're controlling your schedule will allow you to dedicate some small blocks, perhaps at schedule, preferably, um, to deeper pursuits. When your workday is run by external focuses, forces, excuse me, it's easy to lose sight of your own goal. Time blocking can help you gain a greater sense of control over even the most unpredictable of schedules. Some common time blocking missteps and how to avoid them. Let's, let's talk about how we can know how to do this correctly. While time blocking is pretty straightforward in theory, it can be hard to stick to it in practice. Remember, I just said that. Wow. <laughs> Here are some tips to help you apply the method successfully and not become a slave to your calendar in the process. Number one, underestimating your time. You'll get better at estimating how long tasks take over time, but until you've honed your instincts, err on the side of blocking off too much time for tasks rather than too little. Pad your schedule with extra time to complete and transition between tasks. You can even create conditional blocks of time that can be used if you get behind. Improve your sense of how long you actually spend on tasks with time tracks, trackers, like they have one called Rescue Time or Toggle. Okay, gotta check those out. Let's try Toggle, let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, they're actually software. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. I messed up. I went to the wrong thing. Wow. Okay. Ooh, ooh. We're almost finished here. Wow. So, we covered a lot. So, let me, I'm trying to get to, oh, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so we did that. Improve your sense of how you own Okay, Okay, so number two, being too rigid. Things will come up and ruin your plans. We already know that. But keep in mind, your plan is more of a guide to help focus your attention on what's important, not a binding contract. Um, even experts um, uh, has to, um, uh, what, what's the word I want to say? Needs to change or edit their plans through the, throughout the day. 
by crossing out original time boxes and filling it in with something new as circumstances stand. So there's parts in there where you're going to have to, okay, during this time right here, um, okay, I can't do that right now. So I'm going to put this over here or, okay, you know what? I'll just nix that for right now and go over here and put this there. So you can do it. Okay. Um, it says this type of planning, um, is like a chess game with blocks of working what blocks of work getting spread and sorted in such a way that projects big and small all seem to click into the completion with just enough time to spare see your time boxes as a flexible way to challenge yourself not strict tools to punish yourself when you fall short okay <clears throat> over scheduling your leisure time um Let's see. Uh, it says, overscheduling your leisure time can be a self-defeating exercise. Studies have shown that scheduling leisure activity has a unique dampening effect on the overall enjoyment of your activity. Instead, you can block out time to disconnect and relax without a set plan for uh, how you'll spend that time. It will give you the flexibility to decide more spontaneously what you want to do. Call friends to grab a drink, check out the new Xbox game, read, whatever you decide. Just remember to keep at least some of your time free. Some of your free time free. Um, time blocking and tax batching um, with this Todoist is the name of the, the, the program. Strict time blocking dedicated at a time block to each individual task can be tedious and hard to maintain over time. We recommend combining time blocking and tax batching for more of a streamlined system instead of time, a one-time block per individual task. You'll assign a time block for each category of tasks you batch together. Here's how to look. Um, here's how that looks in practice. First, decide on which broad categories of work need to be reflected in your daily or weekly schedule. For example, a free freelance um, writer might have the following category list. Um, it has email, work administration, sales, meetings, research, writing, professional development, yoga, meal prep, personal admin, reading, and free time. Now sit down with your favorite calendar app or paper planner and create time blocks for the coming week. It says that Reflect the times you'll work on each category. Make sure all your priorities and commitments are given enough space on your calendar. If you find yourself struggling to find room, you may need to start cutting down on your commitments. The end result will look something like this. So they have a calendar and um, they broke it down to the different things and it's really colorful. It said, if you find it difficult to stick to your digital CAD schedule, we recommend planning your day out on paper. A paper schedule forces you to start fresh each day and it makes it easier to scribble things out and adapt as the day goes on. Plus, it's also easier to keep your paper schedule open on your desk as visible reminder of what you plan to focus on. And let me say this, this, this is a really cool way he's doing. It's just a piece of notebook paper. 
Now, if you guys could really see my uh, planner, you will see that I have things all over the place. And I can't wait to, I think I'm going to have to do a Zoom video about this, you guys. Really, really. If you work at a company with shared calendars, you may find it helpful to publicly block off time for deep work to keep sufficient chunk of the day meeting free. Okay, you know what, you guys? Let's stop right here and let me bookmark this and put that in there. Okay. We're going to continue this because I don't want to go on and on. I want to make sure um, that we're able to do this. I think this is an awesome ideal to do it this way. And I think what I'll do is I'll actually do a Zoom video to continue talking about time blocking. How about we do it like that? Um, you guys usually see me sitting. Well, you can't see me, but I'm sitting on the floor <laughs> and I'm actually <laughs> using my iPad to actually do this show because I feel so good on the floor. But if I do a Zoom video, I can't do it on the floor. I have to actually sit at my desk. Okay. All right. So we're going <laughs> to... We're going to continue doing this. I think this is going to be great. I want to say, guys, thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope you guys have a great day. Happy Thursday. Again, go like and share. You can't clip my wings. Facebook page. And also, go to our website. Um, you guys have a great day. And it was wonderful hanging out with you guys today. Um, I love this. I do it every day. And I love doing it with you guys. So... We are going to go ahead and go ahead and end the show. I keep talking. I don't know why, but I want you guys to have a great day. We love you, and bye-bye. And don't forget, you are loved. Bye-bye.